Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymo. Sitting to my left tonight is the Cajun Raider, Mr. Yo, Mike Wilden. What is up? And we're so happy to have our brother back on the podcast tonight, yes, Mr. Sir. Nation Vinny Gonzalez. Glad to be back with you. I'm man. supposed to announce that, Mike. Don't do that. I don't Damn, like it. Damn, Mike. Oh, sorry oh, about God, that. Mike ruined it. Sitting across from me is the casual, Mr. Joshua Kenny. Did you know that LaDainian Tomlinson has as many passing touchdowns as Johnny Manziel? Stop oh. it. <laughs> that is the coolest stat now ever. Now you know. I believe it. Oh, God, I love that stat. Wow. That is awesome. I need you to come with a stat like that every week. That's, what, yeah. that's how you stick. I didn't, want, I didn't yeah. want to tell you guys that. I love that's it. it. I love it. It was probably hard to hold that one in. It was. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I and bet. sitting to my right, I'd love to say as always, but he is back. And better than ever tonight is going to be the nation, Mr. Vinny Gonzalez. I am so happy to be back and get back to some normalcy. I just want to say thank you for everybody for the well wishes, the supporting texts, the phone calls, checking on me. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. But I am so happy to be back, man. I love doing this with you guys. Glad you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Love to have you back. All right. So, uh, Raider, you're looking at me with a uh, sexy look in your eye. What do you have going on? What happened this past weekend? Well, I mean, I basically fantasized about you all weekend. That um, sounds about right. That's yeah. not new or exciting, though. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, well, we, uh, we did different things. Okay. And your fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, all dressed, right. you dressed okay. up like Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Mm. Yeah. And I sat on your lap. Yeah. Oh, That's geez. not the first time. <laughs> yeah. That's a repeat offender. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Uh, casual. How about you? Man, my wife was out at a bachelor party in Nashville, partying her life away, and um, I hung out with the kids all weekend, recovering from my surgery. Wait. Oh, you were serious. I thought you were making a joke. She went to a bachelorette party? Yeah, she, went, she was at Na- in Nashville all weekend. You, why didn't you call us? You know, we could all hung out. Shoot, we man, I could barely we move my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, his tipping arm was like killing him. Yeah. I, even, making a joke, I would though. have had to throw ones with my left hand. And I, would have, I would have had to use like quarters. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Get it, Katie. Weird. Get it, Katie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Oh, Mr. Gonzalez, how about you? You do anything yeah. fun this past weekend? There was one thing amongst everything going on. Olivia wanted to see the new Mario movie. Oh, and okay. I grew I grew up playing Mario, man. I, I got my first NES in 89, and I've had every single NES. And I was like, you know what? I'll go check this out with you. But full disclosure, it's a total kids movie. Okay, oh, okay. it's a total kids movie, but it was it was nice for her. She was I was side eyeing her and she was laughing. She was so happy, so I was happy. I was and like, okay, her cool. laugh is you the know. best laugh yeah, ever, for sure. Man. I mean, she was going nuts, man. I was like, you haven't even played the game. You didn't grow up playing it like <laughs> we funny. did. She loved it, man. She loved it. Awesome. Wow. On a so, side note, cool. what was your favorite game growing up? Like original, original NES or Super bit. NES? No, no, eight bit, regular old Nintendo. Ooh, man, I Space was a Legend Invaders. of Zelda guy, and then Mario Invaders. Yeah, oh, you're do you remember the first Legend of Zelda? That was like gold. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, oh, yeah, for sure. I love Zelda to this day. I think it's amazing. I wish they would, you know, keep going with it in other systems. They're just, you know, it's not going to happen. But 
love Zelda, love the original Mario. And then if well, you, were, I'm sorry, go ahead. No. Zelda, there's a, they, they yeah. still make those, man. They're, right, right, with the Nintendo. I wish you're talking go, about like the overhead view and all that. I, or at least let's get it to Xbox. Let's get it to PlayStation. Oh, let's okay. step it up. But that's never gonna happen. You no. know, they're never gonna come with it. Um, but I was gonna say Super Nintendo guys. I was a Super Mario freak, man. Really? I loved. I would play a game nonstop. I, I would try to set records and how fast I could beat the game. I, I knew everywhere to go. I love Mario. Hmm, I was nice. really into it. Now that sounds so dated because guys are like, eh, we play first-person shooters online for money. Okay. Exactly. You know, like well, I just got kicked out for Space Invaders. Yeah, no. What about Space well, Invaders? I, mean, I don't even think that was a regular Nintendo game, wasn't uh, it? Wasn't that Atari? Yeah. yeah oh, that, it and then it was an arcade game, yeah. How, yeah. how about this game? And this was, I love this game, Metroid. Does uh, it I love it? Metroid. Took my answer. Did that I really? Was, uh, I swear oh, to God, I love Metroid, <laughs> oh, and it was a favorite. hard game. It wasn't easy. Hell yeah! It was. There was a lot oh, of yeah. mystery to it. I never quite figured out all of Metroid, but it was an amazing game. I mean, uh, Castlevania is up there for me, but the one right. that's probably, and I know this sounds lame, I loved. I liked it because it was a team effort. And constantly think about how much ribbing you'd give the other guy on Super Contra when they oh die. Like, what are you doing? You're oh killing gosh, me. Hurry man. up because I can't move. The oh, yeah. Stuff. Contra was, yeah, I remember. Contra was unbeatable Contra. without the uh, without the cheat code. Yeah, the Konami cheat code. Yep. Yeah, the Konami cheat code, man. That's right. <laughs> true gamers here. True yeah. old school gamers, man. Oh, God. I had a bunch of NES favorite games, even though you didn't ask me. Oh, I want to know. Tell you. I want to know. <laughs> I think... Mike Tyson's punch out was yeah. my oh, go to yeah. over and over and over again. Josh, they still play that on TikTok, man. Live view. I, I know. They, it's they, always they on live my feed. View play yeah. it right now, man. I remember it's, the first time I beat Tyson was like an incredible feeling. I was 15. Yes. 15 yeah. before I finally beat that damn game. I never <laughs> beat Tyson. Yeah. Get out. Get it. No, I'm serious. Wow. You never beat Tyson. And let me ask be you, honest, I don't I, remember ever beating him either. I never used the cheat code to get straight to him, though. I would no, always never. start at um, Glass Joe and go on. Yeah, I beat him. How did you beat him? I wanna, I'm curious. Oh, oh, man, I remember it with the blinking, but that's as far as I can remember. And you had to be so quick. It was uh, almost with, like with anticipating. Your left, with your left hand, too. Oh, God, See, when, when Mike's saying this, I'm thinking he's going to make a joke. He's going to beat him. Nah, he's like, dead-ass serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same thing. For sure. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, some of them were obviously more fun just beating the shit out of glass joe was always a good time don flamenco such a wimp yeah i love bald bull because as soon as you knocked him down one time it's done yeah king hippo yeah. king hippo that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 bald bull was the was the charging super fast <laughs> yes and then uh tiger what was the tiger guys with the uh swami hat Oh man, we should know this. Oh god, that little diamond would flicker when <laughs> yeah, you got to do the spin move. Jamie, look that guy's name up. Damn it, Jamie. <laughs> I just remember having to take out the cartridge. It didn't work. You had to, you had to you blow, had to blow in the cartridge yeah. itself, put it back in. You got to do it ten different times. <laughs> but all this talk is reminding me of an episode on Pawn Stars and also on Gold Auctions. If you have those cartridges, for example, the Zelda one, if you have mm -hmm. the gold, that thing went for six digits pristine graded wow you can grade them just like mm. you grade cards wow if i, I wish had, I had it, all it would be things. graded at a two because we beat <laughs> sure. the hell out of that no, you know how many no times doubt. we had to put it in but no doubt you know but make sure oh i'm gonna switch it to the right and yeah. then finally you'd be like hitting the damn machine <laughs> like stack, stack two games on top of each That's other right. to lodge them in yeah. there you go what the I, great tiger that was right. nice what i'm realizing is a lot of the things that we grew up playing and we grew up having our parents buy now all of a sudden man they are money makers. I just saw a whole thing about auctions on gold auctions, man, where they were 
auctioning old jerseys, old video games, old magazines, and they're so valuable. If we would have just had the foresight to maybe save 10% of what we probably had as children, we probably would be on a gold mine. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I guess it's, I'm not into that now because, like, you can go, like, I have one of those, uh, it's the memory stick type things where you just put it in the back of the TV and you've got like 700 games right. at your disposal. Mm. I've actually got a Castlevania 2 game. I've got the password. I'm like probably halfway through it. I mean, I stopped playing it a couple months ago just because right. other stuff gets in the way. You know, you got right. a life to live. Well, we're older now. You know, yep. we can't just sit around. No. Well, I mean, I, I still game on the weekends, but it's at night when everyone's sleeping. You know, mm. the wife yeah. is gone. The girls are gone. It's just me, the TV, and my, my solitude. But Yeah, nice. I do that on Pornhub, too. Nice. <laughs> I like it. I like your I'm style, glad you make sure the girls are gone when you do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, everyone, obviously, we all know the NFL draft was this past Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So many young players go to teams. We've been talking about this for months. Every podcast you listen to, every NFL.com site, everything is all about the draft the last couple months. And it was, I want to say it was a relief to almost have it over. There's a lot lot of talk going on. There was so much, like, where did these quarterbacks go? You really didn't know. I mean, Will Levis falling out of the first round. Anthony Richardson at number four. I know there's a little chatter with the Colts, but nobody knew. Um, There was talk about Will Levis going number one overall just days leading up to the draft. Some of the running back landing spots. Of course, there's 10,000 mock drafts, and someone got it right with Bajan going to the Atlanta Falcons. But there was just so many different landing spots and stuff we did not see coming so this week we're going to be talking about landing spots and how it's going to affect these rookies we're going to start tonight with the quarterbacks and the tight ends and uh just kind of give a brief overview of what we're thinking and what to look for over the preseason over training camp and what their best and worst case could could be so uh we're just going to kick it off real quick i'm going to start off with the quarterbacks and we're going to go about the most talked player i think and that's going to be Mr. Bryce Young because he did, in fact, go to the Carolina Panthers number one. So who's going to start it off tonight? Bryce Young, do we like it? Do we like him going to the Carolina Panthers? Um, Let's be honest. I don't think we liked where any of us were huge on Bryce Young no matter where he went. Correct. So <coughs> excuse me. Carolina's as good as anybody regarding his specific status because I think we're all in question of whether he's even going to make it through uh, his first contract, right? Okay. So that I mean that my opinion hasn't changed. He could have. I mean, I guess if he would have went to like San Francisco, maybe he w- it would have been like woo. But that didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. Carolina Panthers will be surprised to see him still. You know, playing in this league probably in five or six years. <clears throat> Make sure you record the soundbite because if I'm wrong, I'm going to sound like a big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to be wrong at some point. It, no oh, sure. it's, it's, we're going to be wrong more than right on these rookies, but I don't know. I, I think Bryce Young landed in a great spot for his fantasy floor. I think that he has enough around him to be pretty productive. I just don't know long term the size. That's that's what scares me. That's what scares anybody. But he could be another Tua, surrounded by the right players. He's very accurate with the ball. He can get it out quick. He's a polished passer. I mean, so those are the good things. The bad thing is he doesn't have the athleticism of a Justin Fields or a no. Lamar. He can't get out of the pocket like those guys can. Not at all. So he needs to deliver it and get it there on time. But I think this is going to be like Tua. He might struggle like Tua the first year. And then they build again a little bit more around him next year. He gets a little bit more weapons around him. makes his life easier. 
I mean, they they don't have a real tight end. Their best no. wide receiver is going to be the one they just drafted in Barcavius Mingo. Right. Um, Which I love Mingo, man. I mean, that's great, but with a so-so offensive line and no real weapons, are we expecting anything out of Bryce Young in the first year? No, you're not taking him in redraft for sure. Okay. Right? I mean, unless it's, what, a two-QB league and you're just taking a super late stab? Yeah, in, I think a, that would be the only way. In a, two, in a super flex league, in our two QB league that we play in, genius, I, I definitely think he warrants QB3 consideration. But in redraft, Josh is right. I just don't think that's the kind of guy you want backing up your starter. Waiver wire. But he will be a hot waiver wire once he makes one or two good games. Yeah, one, right. Once he has two good games, that's it, man. It's going to be a dash to the waiver wire. If he shows anything with his legs, uh, you know, he might have something there as a yeah. backup. So, but you're right. Waiver wire for now on redraft and superflex, he could be your QB three. I, I I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's one of those potential high upside picks. You just you know you get him there at QB three. You don't ask much of him, and if he pops, you're in good shape. Yeah, I mean, you mentioning Tua, I just don't see where Carolina is going to go out and get a Tyreek Hill, and they're going to go out and get a and draft a Jalen Waddle. I don't think anyone's confusing Mingo for Waddle at any point. Right. Um, not for nothing, but Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are burners. They're they are. very talented running backs. The main issue is at this point they're both over thirty and they're very injury prone. But as far as when they're healthy, when they're playing the game. They can really help out Tua. So I just don't know that I see Carolina doing that. They have no CMC. They have no DJ Moore. It's the Bryce Young show. And with him not being the Lamar Jackson, I'm going to create something out of nothing. I just don't see him. Best case scenario, does he hit 18 touchdowns total? Is, does he start right away? Yeah, I, I think he starts right away. Yeah, I, I think you he's think a day so? one starter. I think he's going to start right away. Okay, I guess that. I mean, I guess if he starts right away, that's possible. Eighteen. Eighteen. Best case scenario through the air. Seventeen. He would, he would have to. I'd I would mean, say twenty. You, yeah. Twenty. And yeah, in a seventeen-game season. Okay. He yeah. better. Fifteen or he, picks. Or he's not starting the fifteen picks. Year. Sounds re. No, he's he's at first round pick. Number yeah. one overall, he definitely has two years. He could basically With seventeen touchdowns. He, he would, could be Tim Tebow numbers out there. He's getting uh. Definitely a shot. Okay. For two years. Twenty and fifteen sounds very reasonable, especially with the surrounding cast that he has. Okay. His best comparison and player profile is Johnny Manziel. That's what. The, that's his, <laughs> there you go. That's his player player comparison. But I I think that's a little disrespectful. I mean, for sure, Manziel uh, was a moron. Yeah, Manziel was a moron, and in, in terms of how he handled himself, he's coming from a pro ready kind of program in Alabama. He is 5'10", but he weighs 204. His hands are 9 and 3 quarters. He ran a 4'5'8 on his pro day. Yeah. And, and, and not he's, only a, that, he's, a, he's a polished passer. When you college. listen to the kid talk, I mean, he just sounds like he's got right. his stuff together. It sounds like he was raised very Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, right. if he had better legs, we'd be higher on him. That's all. Because as a rookie, you could depend on him more. 4'5'8 is okay. That's not bad. You know, not at stretch. all. Um, but it's not the it's not the speed of a just, I use Justin Fields because he's like the comp you know yeah. as a rookie coming yeah, four, out that's four guy. you know pro ready per se but didn't pass well he relied on the legs. Daniel you know. Jones rushed for seven hundred yards last year. Do you know what his right. forty time was? Was it more than four five eight? It was higher than four five eight. It was almost a four seven. Right. So, wow. four, so you can do some things with four yeah, five. Eight. I mean, what There's was Kyler Murray's forty time? I should know because I have him, but I don't know. Uh, okay, I it mean, was fast, for, so it had to be fast. Yeah, four three nine. 
four four. It, it had to be somewhere in that four 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 five range. Right. But I guess if you're looking at someone that small and you're wanting a little more juice as far as the ground game goes, you'd hope right. Bryce Young would be in that range. He may but, have to run some, and we're going to find out. Maybe mm-hmm. he just hasn't had to do it a lot at Ohio State. Okay. You know, or I'm sorry, uh, Alabama. But maybe we'll get a chance to see that now. You said Ohio State because I think that guy is better than Bryce Young. CJ Stroud? Yeah. I think he is too. We'll get to him in a minute. Yeah, actually, we're going to get to him in about one second, and that's going to be right now. Uh, CJ Stroud, uh, talent-wise, may not be as good as Bryce Young. May not, as far as processing speed. But he does have five inches on him. He is a much thicker guy. And he throws an incredible deep ball. So C.J. Stroud is accurate, and he has some of the intangibles that Bryce Young may have a little trouble that he just can't overcome because of the way he was built. Mm. So C.J. Stroud, he goes to Houston. Uh, an incredible move by Houston. They draft C.J. Stroud. Awesome. I, that was fun to watch. They immediately draft the best defensive player as well. But since we're focused on C.J. Stroud, what do we think? How do we like the landing spot in Houston? I like it. I mean, he he's the most polished passer, in my opinion, out of all of them. And um, I actually like it. I think that he's going to do very well over there. Okay. Yeah, I think you have to proceed with caution with any of the guys we're about to talk about in a redraft. Right. But if we're talking Dynasty, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Sure. Right. CJ Stroud, I, I, like, I like him there. He has the body for an NFL And the season. mechanics. Yeah, he can throw a, a nice deep ball. Um, he's got the soft touch, too, for the... He's not going to get crushed when he gets hit by right. a, a lineman or a linebacker. Like, well, every time I'm sure um, Bryce Young takes a hit, everyone's going to be cringe. kind of wincing yeah. a little bit. Yep. You're not going to have that with Stroud. He may not have some of those tools that Bryce Young has, but he has the size, I think, to give him some longevity there, and I think he's going to be a lot less injury-prone. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget, Houston does have a... They have a few young receivers and Menchie, Nico Collins. They drafted Tank Dell. They've got Damian Pierce. They just went out and signed Dalton Schultz. They've got one of, if not the best, left tackle in the game and Larry Tunsil. Right. They've got some stuff that for C.J. Stroud to be able to perform right out of the gate. I like Houston to compete for the division right out of the gate because I trust the coach. Right. C.J. has the size. He's 214. His hands, he has 10-inch hands, man. He's 6'3", prototypical size. He can take some punishment, and uh, he's going to have a great defense to rely on, and he does have weapons. I like him from a dynasty perspective. I really like him, and I definitely think he's the best prospect in terms of quarterbacks out of this draft, and I think he'll be fruitful right away. I'm willing to bet this is a QB2 out the gate. All right, 25 touchdowns. Does anyone like more than 25 touchdowns? I'll I'll go under, but slightly, maybe 22. Josh? He can hit 25. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say 23. I'll say Provided this. he starts all season. Yeah, right, yeah, right, no. right. Provided he starts. Yeah. I'll say he's under the 25, but he's also maybe under 10 interceptions. That would be the key. There Can you go. go 22 and 7 and then add 2 on the ground? Yeah. Okay. He's not super fast. He runs a 4, 7, 8. Okay. I mean, it's not much slower than Daniel Jones, but... Right, and Daniel Jones had how many yards? Almost 700. 700. Well, they're not going to ask him to run that much, but if he decides to, he couldn't... What if he had a season where he goes 22 touchdowns, 7 picks, and then he adds 3 on the ground with 400 yards rushing? I think that's reasonable. That is reasonable, especially in his first season. Do you think he is better than Davis Mills at this moment if you plugged him in day one i'd say absolutely with the not with the off-season training day with, one with off-season of training. course day one season if you swap them right this moment is he well, better 
than Davis Mills. He better be, Josh, because <laughs> you drafted him high. I mean, Davis know. Mills with one season already in, he seemed very professional last year. He seemed to take it serious, like a professional-style quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think Davis Mills would be a nice little placeholder. I think he's going to have a long career in the NFL. I think he's going to be a nice bridge quarterback for years to come. He'll never be able to take a team to the next level. Perfect backup, though. Yeah, perfect, perfect. backup. Well, th- I yeah. think C.J. Stroud... what you just said, Davis Mills through had 60 had a 60 over 60 percent completion rate and threw for 16 and 17 touchdowns in two not full seasons so you're telling me that um stroud i say stroud know? ends up with about 24 touchdowns this season i think, I think he throws right. for a low like in that 12 picks uh throws in a couple hundred yards on the ground i think stroud is a low end number two year one quarterback yep. i agree i would agree with you yep. that's, that's i think yep. you're spot on and because the wide receivers are so young damian pierce is so young i think they can all grow together and as long as they're doing that this can be a competitive team for years especially with Demeco ryan's focus so hard on defense yeah uh you see what he kept going in san francisco uh i it seems like a, a match made in heaven with cj stroud of houston for sure yeah. I'm, I'm with you. i remember that game against georgia man that 42 41 semifinal loss he was amazing. Like Stroud stood in there and took some major hits and made sure. a lot of plays. The one thing I will say, he threw to a lot of talent, right? He had Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jackson and Jigba, and then he still has Marvin Harrison's son in there. So he's had some talent to throw to, too. So. Yeah, absolutely. He does. Yeah. He'll have to grow a little bit, but I think 22 touchdowns, 7 picks would be really exceptional, man, with a little rushing. For sure. All right, well, that leads us to our next quarterback, and that was going to be a tiny bit of a shock with the Indianapolis Colts selecting Anthony Richardson out of Florida at number four. Um, according to the stats and measurables, he is the most athletic quarterback in the history of football. At 244 pounds, running a 4440, uh, his vertical, his three cone drill, everything through the roof. Uh, the problem is he likes to throw balls randomly at the ground and into the air and into the stands. Well, it really keeps the defense on their toes when he it does, does that. <laughs> it I does. mean, they don't know where the hell he's going to throw Yeah, it. no, they're looking at his eyes. Yeah. But what they don't know is his eyes say nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, he confuses the shit out of people. and I mean, th- they knew uh, what they were getting well, out of that. For sure. He's not squinting like Jameis Winston all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, overall, man, I think the Colts had a great draft top to bottom. So um, Richardson has almost every piece he could ask for to be successful. Okay. If he's not successful within three seasons, if he's not starting to develop in, in season two, there's no excuse there. It's not like he's on the Carolina Panthers where some of his offensive weapons are older or questionable or new. Um, the Colts, that's a different story. You got one of the best running backs in the league. You got Michael Pittman up there. Um, they drafted Josh Downs. They have talent on that team, on, on that offense. So he, if he does not prove to be developing within the first one and a half seasons, there's a problem. Yeah, and not to mention, I know some people forget this, Alec Pierce was a sub-4-4 guy at standing in over six foot three last year that they drafted. Uh, so he can definitely take the top off of defense. They also have Mo Alley-Cox at tight end. Who's a, a beast he, he is a massive, massive target, a nice security blanket for a rookie quarterback. They really do have pieces for Anthony Richardson, and unfortunately, I don't think he's really worried about any of those guys going out there. The key is, and I'm not even going to ask you about touchdowns, does he eclipse 1,000 yards on the ground if he starts by week three? 
Mr. Wielden. I'm going to call him like Cam Newton Jr. I mean, that's like, obviously, that seems like the comp. Okay. And I think that there's, you know, potential there, but I don't think that he's ever going to reach his full potential, just like Cam Newton didn't. I mean, no, Cam Newton was an MVP. Why won't he, reached, he reach it? He reached the ceiling. It, I'm just curious. I mean, he just, he doesn't have the, the talent. I mean, he just, he doesn't have the mentality that Cam Newton has. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have the decision-making process. Cam Newton, I think, in my opinion, was a little bit more accurate. Not not a little bit, a lot more accurate. Um, and just this this kid, I'll, I'll, I'll put, plant my fa- flag, my fag. Easy now. I'm going to plant my fag on this. <laughs> Please don't make us edit this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to plant my flag on this. <laughs> Thank you. This will be the biggest bust in the draft. Okay. Okay. I, so, go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. There's only two quarterbacks that have been drafted in the top five in the last 20 years with a completion rate over under 55% in their last season in college. Anthony Richardson is one of them, and the other one we just spoke about, that would be Cam Newton. So, Cam Newton had an MVP season. He had a very short-lived career. Um, I do know that his legs were... Uh, some of that energy was sapped out of him. He took a lot of hits. But... I think for fantasy purposes, he could be utterly awful in real life, and we don't give a shit. Does he get the rushing yards? Is he averaging 80 yards a game? Vinny, can he hit a 1,000-yard season year one, starting by week three? I mean, anything is possible, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet against this guy. Okay. I, I think he's going to be in trouble in Indianapolis. I think what's going to happen is they're going to really stack that box and see if he can actually make throws to Pittman, to make throws to Alec Pierce. Can he get Jelani Wood in the seams? Can he be on time? Can he hit the small windows? I, I'm with Cajun. I think this is a guy that, for me, I'm going to stay away from in Dynasty, and I think he's going to be a bust. I, I I look at this guy's player profile pick and he's looking at me and I'm looking at him and I'm just like, <laughs> you're not doing it for me. There's something about you. There's something about you. I, right? Yeah, you run a four I, four three, but you're coming around to my side. Yeah, I look at that little something. that little face and when I see Andy Dalton, I'm like, yeah, ah, there's something I don't about know. You. Yeah, yeah. Running that four four three, but I I think I'm gonna refrain. I I'm gonna push him away from my draft board. Okay. I don't want a part of him. But I understand, especially in super flex leagues where you need the two quarterbacks, or you know, you want to start you know that extra QB instead of a running back or wide receiver, and and that would make perfect sense. But in all of our leagues, we're standard PPR and tight end premium. I have zero desire to invest too much in Anthony Richardson. I'd really like to invest more in C.J. Stroud. Okay. I think that's the guy we're gonna look back in three years. Yeah. And be like, Wow, that's 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 him. Totally, he's that guy. You know. All right. Well, Josh, Anthony Richardson is. uh, He's calling me right now. I think he's really pissed, and he would love some love from someone on the podcast. Can you give it to him? Come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. I wasn't going to. I guess. I mean, you can look at. If you look at. If you want to comp him to maybe Jalen Hurts, he's getting. He's getting um, Jalen Hurts' old offensive coordinator. So if they run a similar style playbook to him, I don't think he hits a thousand yards. Okay. Um, but Jalen Hurts' hit was over 700 in back-to-back seasons. Can okay. you do that? Sure. 700 seems easy. Yeah, he can do... I'm thinking between 800 and 999. I don't think he hits 1,000. Okay. I no, think that's he was if so he stays cool. healthy. Very specific. If he yeah, stays specific. healthy, yeah, I, like I think it. he can do it. 1,000's a lot, man. Yeah, if he was a lot. slid on that third down and... Yeah. And okay. then, um, I don't know... 2,500 to 3,000 passing yards is probably where I'm going to estimate him to be at. In yeah. 2022, he was 53%, 2,549 yards, and 17 touchdowns. 
I got a feeling that that's his ceiling for the NFL yeah. this year in his rookie year. Yeah, no. I don't think he's going to touch those numbers, man. I think he's in trouble. He did rack up 650 yards on and nine touchdowns on the ground, but I think this guy would have done better going back to college. That's easy for me to say to pass up the millions. Yeah, but from a development perspective, I think he needed another year at U- UF and. He's gonna get. Uh, he's going to training day in, in his rookie season. I mean, it's it's a training day year for him, or a training yeah. day year for him. Yeah, I I, I got my doubts. I've got my doubts. He's not gonna be the cornerstone of my team, but I'm willing to take uh, two or three years of the running production. They're they're gonna give him his two or three years to develop. More than likely, I'm willing. Like you want me to go to bat for him, then I'm willing to take some of that upside, the rushing cheat code that he may offer. I'm willing to take a chance on that. Do I really believe that he's going to do it in the back of my mind? No. Right. But the, the potential's there. Yeah, I guess I guess that just leaves me to uh, to be a little positive for Anthony Richardson. I was positive. You were. <laughs> you were. So I'm going to go on record to say he hits 1,100 yards in his rookie season as long as he's starting by week three. And I think it's because his passing numbers are going to be so far down. Uh, I'd love to say that he's going to hit 20 total touchdowns between rushing and passing, and I think he does hit that. I do think the interceptions are going to be limited. No joke. Board bet. I'll take the under on 1,100 for lunch. There's no way. Justin Fields easily had it last year, and they rested him that last week. As long as he's starting by week three. He has to start by week three. Yep. Week if three. he doesn't start week one, it's already a bust in my eyes. If you can't beat out Gardner Minshew and you're the number five overall pick, yep. Indy, I don't know what you're doing. He has yeah. to start. Uh, with Steichen there, he had a plan for Hertz. They wanted to bring him on, bring him along a little bit slowly. Um, $25 cap. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> sir. <laughs> but um, I think Richardson fell in the best landing spot possible. For sure. 100%. There's not another team out there, I think, that would have been able to culminate any kind of talent out of him better than what Indianapolis is going to offer. They have offensive weapons. They have a okay line. They have an incredible running back. I think the pieces are there. If he can, but what it really comes down to, is he going to be a Jamarcus level, you know, effort guy, or are we talking about at least something close to a, maybe not Peyton Manning, because that guy was always the first in the building, the last to leave. But something, is he going to really dedicate his time and energy to his craft like a Josh Allen? I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in between, but I'm going to give him 1,100 yards. I'm probably going to do about 2,800 in the air. I think he's hitting over 20. I'm going to say he's going to hit over 20 total touchdowns, and I'm going to say out of the gate he's the number one rookie quarterback this season. Whoa! Mike. No, no I, don't, I don't think this season is outside the realm of possibility. How many yards? 1,100 on the ground. I'm going to go 2,800 in the air. I think he okay. has a completion percentage. Under 2,800 on the yards through the air for lunch, another $25 cap. All right, done. All right. Boom. Yeah. How, I, much, how many touchdowns? I think 20 total touchdowns. How many passing touchdowns? That's what I want to know. Uh, You've got to give him the handicap of the <laughs> Yeah, run. I, I'm yeah. going to say it's probably going to be like 13 or 14 passing okay. touchdowns and probably like six or seven on the ground. I'm thinking 20 total touchdowns seems like a very reasonable, but C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are not even coming close to even 800 yards on the ground. You say number one rookie quarterback? Number one rookie quarterback. Points wow. per game or total points? Points per game, sir. You okay. know how I roll. I'll take the under for another 25. Boom. Wow, look Done. at these beds. He's not going to be here for a long time, but he's going to be here for oh, a good time. Man. And That's he, right. He's going to be, I think he's going to be bad in real football, good in fantasy football. Damn right. 
That's all we care about. He's going to be right. the biggest bust since Jamarcus Russell. That's okay. Fantasy-wise, I think you're going to get some production out of him. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go a lot worse. Look at uh, Josh Rosen. He didn't even get a chance to be a bust. They yeah, realized in practice, and, and he was a top, t- what, number 10? I think he was, yeah, thir- like 13th or, or 12th 12. or something like that. He was replaced after one season. But you're saying this guy's going to outperform both Bryce Young and CJ In C. the J. short Stroud. term. Yeah, for season one. Okay. I think in season two, and here's the problem. I, be- I do believe, fully believe, in season one, he outpaces the other two. In season two, I see very little progression. Where I see C.J. Stroud, I see C.J. Stroud taking a leap. I see Bryce Young taking a leap. I see Will Levis taking over for Ryan Tannehill. And I see Anthony Richardson maintaining his poor reads, his poor progressions. I see it staying in year two. And by year three, they're going to realize this is not a guy we can work with. This is a guy who's throwing 51%, 52%. Not working through progressions. He's yeah. he's throwing poor balls, poor ball placement. He doesn't have the accuracy. His athleticism only got him so, so far. far. We're not, got him we're to not, get drafted. This isn't general sports and football yeah. commentary. This is just fantasy. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I would almost go far as saying in year two, he's outperformed by Will Levis. Okay. But in year one, I You're say saying, out, okay. he outperforms them all. All right. Okay. Jesus. So number one overall quarterback based on points. Rookie, rookie per game. Oh, well, rookie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Let's not. Let's no, not no, no, bring no. Patrick Mahomes. No, I got you. I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Well, yeah. that's a strong statement, man. Yeah, good for you. That's, that's a, what I'm here that, for. That's a hot, hot. That's take. all I make is strong statements. Mm, right. Well, was Cam Newton better than Anthony Richardson coming out of college? Yes. By by good it's amount. It's not even close. It's not even close. Didn't he win the national cha- like right? Wasn't he win the, at least in the national championship game with Auburn? We mm-hmm. have a bet for under the yards on passing and under the yards and rushing and points and per game. No, we didn't do anything on touchdowns. Oh no, that's right, we didn't. Okay. All right. All right. So on rushing for Cam, he rushed for 706 yards. Yep. So he did it on 126 carries. So there's a 17 game season now. But that's not enough to get him there, I don't think. I, I mean, we'll see, I guess. Now, the passing numbers for Cam were really impressive, man. 60% 4,000 yards. That's huge. His rookie season. No one's hitting 4,000 yards in a rookie season. And not, not one of them. Not, not even in a 17-game schedule. Not Richardson. You know how many touchdowns Cam had, though? Total? Total. 33. <laughs> he had 21 in the air and 14 on the ground. 35. This wow. guy is not Cam Newton. This no, guy, this no, guy, no, no. I mean, anyone that's now. that's holding that comparison is uh, crazy. Do you know what Cam Newton's best year was in terms of passing, in terms of yards? Yeah, I would 2017, guess. I'm going to say 4,400 in the air. Was his rookie year? He never, ever touched 4,000 yards again through the air. Wow. There you go. That's how. Did he ever hit 35 touchdowns again after his rookie season? Probably not. He... He hit it in 2015 because he had 35 through the air, and then he had 10 on the ground. That's big. But uh, just doing looking quickly doesn't look like it. Okay. Just doesn't look like it. It's easy enough. All right. So the only other quarterback we're talking about out of this draft was Will Levis, and unfortunately, he is now the backup in Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> uh, to Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> So there is going to be very little to talk about in Tennessee. Tannehill is a professional quarterback. He is absolutely loved by Vrabel and everyone in that locker room. Unless Tennessee is losing and losing big time come halfway, 
the halfway point. Nine games in, if they've only got two or three wins, we could see Levis. But if they're competitive, um, there is not a snowball's chance in hell that Levis sees the field unless Tannehill goes down. Unfortunately for Ryan, he is a brittle dude. Yeah, there's a good uh, chance he gets injured at some point in this season. For sure. I mean, it seems like every season. So Levis better be studying hard because he should know if he goes in, all eyes are going to be on him. He needs to command that huddle. He needs to win the respect of those players because if he goes in there expecting, oh, I'm just a backup, and he fails, mm-hmm. it could be a one-and-done type situation. He was not a first-round quarterback, and the draft capital is not there for him. Do you consider Will Levis an athlete at I quarterback? Do. Oh, absolutely. I do, too. He is ranked all-time at the QB position, number 28, with 105 athletics, athleticism score. He has 10 and 5 eighths inch hand size, 6'4", 229. He ran a 4.75, and his burst, man, is in the 87th percentile. 4.75 sounds really high. Was that at the combine he ran that? His pro day was 4.7 flat. Hmm. But his burst score, 121.5, Tell, 87th percentile. Can you, can you explain to me no. how Richardson gets drafted yeah. at his pl- spot <laughs> and Levis gets drafted out of the Le- first? Levis is a little older with, 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 without the rushing upside. Right. That's what it is. I, the, the NFL has changed so much. you know. But he is almost 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably going to be 24 when the season starts. And Vinny and I were trying to figure out which, like, beautiful woman was his yeah. girlfriend. He, it looked like an episode of The Bachelor. Gia yeah. Duty, I believe her name was. But which one but, was but it? There was a few good-looking girls around. I think some of them were. Yep, sisters. Well, you should hook up with them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, not going Kentucky. to encourage that <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If the sisters are listening... Um, I, I Vinny runs hi. a four six eight, so he's yeah. got your brother by a yeah. lot. I can definitely. I'm gonna take him down on four seven five. There you go. So that really was his sisters. Yeah, the blondes. Yeah, all yeah. of them. One of them was his mom. What about the redhead, curly, <laughs> the curly redhead? That was his girlfriend. Okay, yep. the curly red. Okay, I'm not a blonde type of guy, but man, <laughs> it's funny how much you, everyone talked about Will Levis because uh, if anyone remembers Ryan Tannehill's draft year, the most rewound section of that draft is when Tannehill was drafted for his girlfriend. It showed his girlfriend <laughs> on the sideline. That was the most rewatched part of the entire draft. That's funny because one of the parts I loved about CeeDee Lamb's draft was his girlfriend. She was smoking <laughs> and, he and, the she, phone. and she, he snatched the phone from her and I'm looking at her like, damn, she's fine, bro. I mean, she's <laughs> a straight dime. If you haven't seen her, she's something, bro. She's, okay. she's something. You know what? I might have to pull up a picture while you, okay. you, you narrate this. <laughs> well, you can do that during the break. We right. are going to take a very short one. And just as a reminder, Mash Hoagies is the official sandwich of the championship formula. Yes, indeed. Located off of Malabar and Minton. Uh, Monday through Friday, they do have a lunch special. Changes every day. Eight ninety nine for a half sandwich and a cup of soup and or chili. And uh, just go in there. Say hi to Sonny. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him that you heard about him on the championship formula. Insist on that 10% discount. And uh, enjoy yourself while you're over there. They hi, also Sonny. Have, we love hi. you, Sonny. They also have ice cream now. So, let your yeah, let the kitties get some ice cream. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, and we will be right back. And we are back. Thank you very much for hanging in there and waiting to hear what we have to say about the what has been said as the greatest tight end class in the history of the NFL. Incredible athletes coming out of this one. And, man, in the second round, they really started to come off the board. Early in the second round, too. 
And we're going to start off with the first one taken, which was surprise. Actually, we are going to start off with the first one. That was going to be Dalton Kincaid. Round one, pick 25 to the Buffalo Bills. Already sitting there with Dawson Knox. Casual, this is your team. How did you feel when that draft pick came in? I was surprised by it, I'll be honest. I was hoping for an offensive lineman, and Brandon Bean showed why he is the general manager and I'm not. He got Dalton Kincaid, and you guys heard me last week. I was higher on um, Michael Mayer, but um, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked about it, man. I've been watching a lot of tape of this kid. I've been reading a lot about him. I'm curious how they're going to work him in next to Dawson Knox, but I think they're going to run him out of the slot a lot. And we still got our offensive um, lineman that we needed um, later in the draft, and that was the guy that you and I talked about the week before. Torrance. Osiris Torrance. Yeah. Incredible pick. That's why Brandon Bean makes millions, and I don't. Um, I'm super happy about this pick. That guy's electric, man. You guys really did a phenomenal job with that pig. Yeah. yeah, I guess there was a beat writer coming out of Buffalo, and he was talking to someone that it looks like what they're thinking about doing is literally replacing Dalton Kincaid into Cole Beasley's spot in the slot. And that's Kelsey. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't kind of even like, see that, so yeah, that makes that sense. If that is the case, and they're using Dawson Knox as a 20-30 to 30 catch guy, but mostly as a sixth offensive lineman, and they're going to work in Dalton to Kincaid to get a somewhere in the 90 to 100 target range. That is incredible. The guy is an absolute athlete. He, I believe he ran a 4.5840. I could be wrong on that, but he was one of the faster. Mr. Wilden is looking down at his cheat sheet. A 4.71. What did you, 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 four, clocked, you clocked him? Well, with your own stopwatch. Yeah, but it was in his backyard, and it's not completely flat. And I have alligators, so he had to like kind of like dodge the alligators. Yeah, okay. and, like and ducks. Ducks yeah, dying ducks. everywhere, so yeah. you know you got to step over those. Yeah. you got to yeah. be respectful. Yeah. 4.71 in your backyard. Yeah. On the NFL field, that's like a 4.32. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, I'm happy about that. I, I basically I'm feel like... I'm happy about that. That's right. <laughs> you sound like a Cajun like me. How do Cajuns talk? I'm happy about that. All right. <laughs> boy, I'll tell you what, I'm happy about that Kincaid, boy. That boy came all the way from wherever he came from. He played for us now. Utah. Damn, Utah. I didn't uh, know. Utah, boy, I'm short. Yep. He's, he's not going to be moving anybody's um, any blocks around. He's just basically going to be catching passes. It basically took him as a receiver. Catching basses or pass? Both. <laughs> Both. Both. He's yeah. an avid fisherman. Oh, avid fisherman. I just read that on his player profile. Yeah. Apparently he doesn't like touching other guys. Very homophobic. So he's not going to block for shit. No, he, he will not throw a block. The other DK has to do that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so Dalton Kincaid, what, I mean, what are we thinking? Is a 65 catch season to start it off going to be out of range? He's no. a beast, man. If he's getting 90 targets... Yeah, 65 uh, is, is a real number. Vinny? it's a lot of targets asked for a tight end in his rookie season. I mean, I, I'm still looking at Diggs as going to command a huge target share. you still got Gabe Davis. you still got to feed Knox. If you think James Cook is going to take a step forward, it'll be catching the ball. Um, but I love the upside. I just don't know how quick he gets there, but I guess 60 catches if he's efficient. He can get 60 catches if he's efficient, maybe on 75 targets. Yeah, I mean he's working the seams, he's working the outs, the ends, exactly. dragging. You know, he, he is the middle. literally just like Kelsey. Man, he finds the soft spots on in defenses. Like this right. guy, find he always finds a way to get open. I mean, I understand what you're saying. He's also one of the older prospects that are coming out this season. 
uh, as a senior. I believe he's 25 years old already. Why was he not dominant three years ago? I understand he's a great athlete. When I hear that he's being compared to Kelsey, who is arguably a top three tight end in the history of the game, that is a lofty, lofty comparison. However, if Buffalo has decided we're going to use this 6'6", incredible athlete in the slot that and he's going to get 100 targets that could absolutely lead to massive production we're definitely gonna have to see you know what are they doing in the preseason with him so this one is just kind of massive projections at this point but 65 catches for me if that's what we're looking at this could be a number four or five tight end to start off his career and just for the record fantasy pro has had him ranked at coming in at like 28 and then like whenever i first started looking into this not at tight end no no in pigs like in general okay. picks in general with the the rookie draft gotcha and now all of a sudden this guy which i had him ranked at like up top like top he was notch. trying to get get draft picks in the third round so he could get Kincaid. <laughs> so now this guy is going like they have him like ranked like he he moved he basically moved up a whole round like 14 picks i think from okay, so he's now around number 14, number 15, early in the second yeah. round. Yeah. Okay. That seems about where he should be, based yeah. on projections. Okay. All right, so the next tight end off the board went to the Detroit Lions. They had a massive hole to fill from TJ Hawkinson uh, leaving to Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, and Sam Laporta to Detroit. Love this guy, here's, too. Here's your tight end. This is the guy. This is the guy. This is the guy, man. He, this guy is going to walk into an 18 to 20% target share. Jameson Williams has been suspended. He's 6'3", 245. He's 91st in terms of the 40-yard dash. 459. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. His agility score is in the 90th percentile. His burst is in, I'm sorry, his speed score is in the 85th percentile. And he's coming from what I would call tight end U, man. Yeah. He's coming out of Iowa. Yeah. George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Just recent names. They put out good tight ends that do well in the NFL. Now, Noah Fan, I know, hasn't really you know reached those levels, um, but there's no denying George Kittle and there's no denying T.J. Hawkinson. That was just 2017, 2019. Um, this guy's in a perfect position to be successful, to be productive. I think he's going to do better than what Dalton Kincaid is going to put out. He's just going to have more opportunity. I think. I know how Josh Allen plays, and it's locked into Stephon Diggs. He's locked in every single game. There's no, He doesn't look anywhere else, typically, and if he does, it does go to Dawson Noss. But if Dawson Noss is going to be on the field, I have my doubts. I think Kincaid's awesome. When when they move on from Knox, that's great. But immediately, man, I love this spot for Laporta. Yeah. Laporta, Laporta, is he a top-five tight end this season? Absolutely. No, overall, no. No, no, I got I got five tight ends in front of him. Can he finish as a tight end one? Absolutely, Wait, but as the a bar's not high. No, he's asking overall. Is no, he, a he is five? a rookie, so he has no choice but to finish it as a rookie. Well, uh, he wants to no, no, declare he, as a, he wants to declare as a veteran. Yeah, he wants Can to he identify. Yeah, as a veteran. Oh yeah, but still, even with that, I would have him as a top five. You're gonna put him. A, you can't Absolutely. put him ahead of Kelsey. You can't put him ahead of Kittle. You can't put him ahead of Hawkins. So I would put him. A, put him I would ahead. put him ahead of Kittle. Absolutely. So he's, he's, he's going to be better than Kittle this year? Absolutely. This year? Yeah. Wow. That's lofty. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's Let's, not ahead of Andrews. That's a given. He's right. Not, he's not ahead of Andrews. He's not ahead right. of Hawkinson. He's not ahead of um, Dallas Goddard. He's not ahead I would, of... Yeah, I would put I would, I would would put him ahead of Kittle and Goddard. He's, is he ahead of Evan Ingram? Absolutely. He's uh, ahead yeah, of Evan for, Ingram? He is ahead of Evan Ingram okay. for me. 
Um, I'm just trying. I'm trying to formulate all Kittle, the tight ends. No, out there. I still take Kittle over him. Um, Kyle Pitts. You're gonna put him ahead of Kyle Pitts yeah, too. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Okay. Man, I put him over Kyle Pitts. Let's go ahead. Absolutely. And, let's go ahead and get a board bet then. You say he finishes top five. I say he does not finish in the top five. I'll do a fifty dollar dinner on this. He yeah, will. I'm down. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Right. Lock it up. Oh, a little sparkle when they touch fists like that. I love it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'd say top twelve is reasonable. Okay, I like him as tight end one. I like him as tight end one. Yeah. Tight end one. Yeah, I'm sure. Top I see him as top I, nine. Right now, yeah. we're just like all these veterans here. Yeah. There's only been one super good rookie tight end, guys. That's not a Mike Ditka. Who was it? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. That's it. There you go. No one's touched what Kyle Pitts done. Yep. You're asking him to walk into Detroit in an established locker room with established players and just come in and do what he's not going to do. Yeah, but they, they've already shown that they've done that with Hawkinson. Let's see. TJ Hawkinson was a better prospect than this guy. Let's see what he did year one. He might have been a consensus. I think it's a little bit tough because uh, they had some jackass coaching the team. Right. Wasn't Jim sure. Bob Cooter calling the shots exactly. when Hawkinson was... It was, a, uh, it was a totally different look for a sure. A little bit different regime. However, sure. Vinny is correct. Hawkinson was... I mean, he was the number four pick overall, wasn't he? Or the number seven yeah, pick Hawkinson overall? was an amazing prospect. Incredible. So how many yards do you think he had in his rookie season in 2019? 650. No. If you're close, I'll tell you you're close, but he's not close. W- one yard. <laughs> No, be realistic. Be realistic. Take it serious. You, you're so high on this guy. You don't like him like TJ Hawkinson. How many, like yards, did Hawkinson How many yards did TJ Hawkinson have his rookie year with a messed up regime? Um, I'll, I'll go seven, 700. 650. Bro, he didn't even crack 400. 367. Yeah. It's very hard to produce as a tight end year one. Yeah, it is. This it's is very difficult, bro. There's very, a lot more. Yeah, it's... There's also a lot of inline blocking. There's a lot of stuff that they have to learn that wide receivers, they just go long. There are certain routes they have to run. That's obviously ridiculous to say go long, but those guys just have to run routes. The blocking assignments are much, much different where tight ends are clipping, and there's so many more assignments for them that they've got to learn. It is massively tough for tight ends going into the NFL. Having said that, I do think he finishes top 10 just because the opportunity. I agree. Um, top 10? Yeah, top 10 overall. He finishes oh, okay. as a tight end Again, one. He's a tight I, end I keep, one. I keep going back one. to He's a tight end one. We all okay. think he's a tight end one. You're the only one that thinks he finishes yeah, as a we, we top all agree. five tight end he's overall. He's great. Okay. Great opportunity. You're just a little higher I mean, higher is that what you're saying? That you think he's going to finish? Let's clarify because I don't want to. Yeah. Let's not make a bad bet. We're gonna at the end of the year, all the tight ends are gonna be ranked on what they did. You're saying he's Points gonna finish game. next to Kelsey and next to yeah. Kittle, next to Hawkinson up there. Oh, better than Kittle, better, better. than Goddard. Oh, I love it. Do you yeah. know what? Wow. Do you know what wow. Kittle did his first year in terms of yardage in oh, San Fran? God. I mean, two hundred and twelve. No, he he did better than Hawkinson slightly. 515 yards. Okay. Oh, wait. Are we saying that he's not going to... Are we, are we betting on that um, he's going to surpass no, Kittle's no. Oh, no. I'm just giving you examples of all these rookie tight ends. You <laughs> okay. Were, I'm you, so confused he's now. He's going to surpass one. He's going to have you're the, the only one, you're fifth the only one best rookie <laughs> yeah. tight end season ever. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, uh, man. No, but seriously, I mean, I'm just giving examples of all these tight ends that you're saying that this guy's just going to come in and rock all of them, but all of these guys in the rookie season outside of Pitts, who you dismissed completely you think he's just going to jump to that right away and yeah. i'm just saying that's so unrealistic how many yards does he finish with in his rookie season go be careful because i'm going to bet you on this too if you're if, if you give a bad number i'll go 700 i that's actually less than i was going to say i was going to say 740 i think he gets the touchdowns i think the is one, where it gets him the one thing that's going to help him is jared goff if, if you know jared sure. goff 
Jared Goff loves using his tight end. He he does. He does throw to the tight end. But even with TJ Hawkinson in Detroit last year before he got traded, he had a lot of bum games. TJ Hawkinson had real bum games. Yes, what was he, his target percentage, though? That, 18. I, 18. I, I 18. mean, honestly, if he can step into anything close to 18%, right. he's money. But I'm saying TJ Hawkinson, while he was in Detroit, yeah. you know I'm going to pull it up now. Of course. With golf, because TJ Hawkinson was a much better prospect, you know, yep. and, and just drafted a lot higher. And I'm just thinking, as much as I love Jared Goff, and as much as he likes tight ends, there's still something to be said about when you have those empty receiving games, you know? And I'm looking, he played 12 games, I'm sorry, he played 7 games in Detroit. He had 395 yards, guys. Okay. So, I mean, at 7 games, and that means on a 14-game schedule, he's pushing 800 yards. Another 3 games puts him somewhere in that... Let's throw in another 175. So he's pushing 1,000 yards on right. a 17-game schedule. Yeah. How many that's, touchdowns that's, did he have? That's a guy that's four years in. You realize that. Yeah. You know, he's four years in. He's been in the offense. He's developed. You're asking a guy to come straight out of Iowa, right to the NFL, step in with golf and beat Don't TJ let him Hawkinson. push you around, Mike. I'm Kyle not. Pitts no, did the it bets is made. Just the, two the bets made. Ago. I'm not retracting it. He's going to pay me. But this, <laughs> this, this right here is just a prime example of why I make this bet. The value is all on my side. It's not on his. No. 45 catches, 600 yards. I think that's what he's going to have somewhere in that range. Oh, and you're on Vinny's side. I'm perfectly okay with no, that. That's a tight end one. It's just not a tight end four. I'm closer to you. Yeah. Okay. 45 yeah. catches. I'm in that 65 catch it. range, and I'm going to put put him down for about eight touchdowns. Okay. I just eight hope you get some second-round picks touchdowns. so you can draft them. Yep. Because I know you love them. <laughs> yep. I know you love them. I mean, the funny thing is I'm working on a trade right now to get a second-round pick. It's going to be Sam Laporta. Oh! <laughs> Every week, I'm going to text a picture of Sam Laporta in my roster and send I it love, to, send I it love to Raider. I Sam Laporta from a dynasty perspective. I just feel like Josh does. Like, six, 700 yards, that's reasonable, man. Yeah, but for sure. finishing over the likes of the Hawkinsons and Kittles and then close up there with... With the Kelsey and Andrews, no nah, man. I, Three years so, now, different story. Andrews so, is gonna Andrews is gonna be fine as a tight end one, and I still think he'll find a way to finish top five. I do, I really do. So I understand what everyone's. So Mike's given a lot of love to Laporta. I understand there's a great opportunity. The very next pick in the draft is going to be my guy, and that's going to be Michael Mayer. Ooh. He was absolutely the most pro ready tight end. Coming out of college, he went to the Raiders, who just traded away their super-involved tight end in Darren Waller. Michael Mayer comes in as the alpha dog at tight end. I love the prospect for this guy. Absolutely. Not just for the coming season. I feel he can finish, once again, top 10, Mm -hmm. but he has a solid shot to have a great career with the Raiders. And let's not forget, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez had great careers over there with the head coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Good point. So I love Michael Mayer landing in Las Me Vegas. Too. And Jimmy and G, didn't he like to target Kittle when Kittle was actually playing? You're yeah. damn right he yeah, did. So, uh, Michael I, yeah. Mayer is the guy. If it, there's a tight end I'm going to target in this rookie class, yeah. is going to be the third one drafted. I love Dalton Kincaid. I love the athleticism. But Dalton a lot of competition Knox, there. There is competition. And I'm not so... I mean, it's great to say, yeah, he's going to run the slot. But how much can you really run the slot? I like Laporta. I just don't know... I don't know. I think there's a few limitations, and I'm just a little bit nervous. 
and, and Vinny just mentioned it, Hawkinson, how well did, did he ever really top out with Detroit? I'm not sure. But I do know for a fact that Darren Waller had top three seasons in Las Vegas. Yeah. Everything points to Mayer having a great start to his career. Absolutely. So for me, I think that Michael Mayer starts his career as probably even a top eight tight end. Yeah. Absolutely a number one. I'm not going to go f- so far as saying he's going to get 80 catches and 1,200 yards. But I do feel that pushing 70 catches, 750 yards, and again, six to eight touchdowns is within reach. It's within reach. Doesn't mean I'm going to bet on it, but I like that ceiling yeah. for year one. I yeah. think I think based on the landing spot, you have a point as far as athletic-wise. I think Laporta is much more much athletic. Much more athletic, and, for sure. But more. I, I think his land, I think his landing spot is just as good. Me personally, I'm higher on Laporta, but I can see where you have a path to success for. Um, Mayor, and especially in like a dynasty situation. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to come burning it up in year one, though. You I think like so? I do. You're going to take him too. in like genius? Yeah. So tell me, who who's catching balls after Devontae Adams? We're going to have to write these bets down. Yeah. We're going to have to write them down because I, I feel completely polar opposite of you guys. On Michael Mayer. There was 23 tight ends that they, they measured the athletic score on. Do you know where this guy finished? Does anyone I'm going to really say know? probably number 17. No. Low 20s. 22. Oof. Yeah. That's, 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 that seems that's low. Second to last seems Ran bad. Ran a 4.7, 73rd percentile on the speed score. His burst was 44th. His agility score was 33rd percentile. His catch radius was 36th. I mean, his measurables suck. Did you see his hair? It's beautiful. H- him and Jimmy G out on the town. <laughs> they're going to smash. They're going to smash. It's going to be incredible. But they're going to smash. <laughs> For sure. But he's 6'5", 249. He's a big guy, but he yeah. runs a four seven. A he's going to be blo- he's be going to be putting down a lot of blocks. He's because he because he can and do that. That's what he's not good at. But, I mean, but he's but, not. but you would hope they would teach him. But that's yeah. not what he was good at. In college. Nah, I, I don't have see major that concerns. Happening. I have major concerns for this guy in in Vegas, man. I do. Let me ask you, what he's was Jason old... Witten's forty time? Does anyone know off the top of you their head? You got to be tight ends need to be athletic, man. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to find spots. I understand after Devontae Adams, who's catching passes. I I loved the Jacoby Myers addition. I still stand by that. I feel the Raiders are going to win more games last year or this year than they did last year. I think they'll be a better team. This is your team. How do you feel about him? We you, didn't even ask you. I, I, I mean, 100%. He was the number one tight end, in my opinion. Michael Mayer? Why wasn't he Absolutely. drafted as the number one tight end, though? And going into all this, we thought, oh, this guy's a first-rounder in rookie drafts, and he's going to go early in the NFL draft. You, f- you, you have to watch the, the, the video. Have you watched tape on him? Mike, I don't need to watch the tape right here. I, I just look at these numbers, and they scream. They okay. scream problems. They scream problems, dude. The other two tight ends that we love, the Kincaids and the Laportas, the, uh, we love them. I haven't watched tape on them either. But their measurables and their numbers and what they're scoring tells me a story. I don't have time to watch all the tape on these guys. I know you've watched tape and you're excited. But tape in college can be also very deceiving. We see a lot of things on tape in college that we're like, wow, but it doesn't translate. I'm just going to I'm going to say that he's going to flop. Okay. So your ball's out for Sam Laporta, right? But he's also right. balls out for Michael Meyer. T- look, yeah, you, you, all these tight ends. You, I think are these you, tight that's ends. That's the problem. Are, are you saying? Are you with uh, the bearded Mike? Do you think he's going to be better than Sam Laporta? Because your Sam Laporta projection no. was super high. I would say they're all the Kincaid, of, Laporta, and Meyer. Are the little all. bit I saw of him playing college when he played games for Notre Dame. Yeah, he had some impressive outings. He had he had some wiggle against college athletes 
and a Notre Dame program whose schedule doesn't exactly line up with the Alabamas and the Ohio States. I think we're going to have <laughs> Houston, we're going to have a problem here. I, I really do. I think this guy is going to disappoint. I think Jacoby Myers. There is no is, way, man. You are, you are freaking crazy. I think Jacoby Myers is getting disrespected, man. I think he's the guy that's going to change things in Vegas. Hmm. I mean, I will say Adams. Jacoby Myers coming from the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, very familiar with him, obviously urged the uh, GM to sign him. So there is something to be said for Jacoby Myers having a solid season. I guess when I, I I'm looking, I went back and looked right now, Jason Witten ran a 4.65. Rob Gronkowski ran a 4.68. Um, they had something that the other tight ends and other players at their positions running those same, I guess you could say slower speeds, had the the ability to feel the pressure, the ability to make cuts, to be able, the ability to get open and gain separation to get those catches. That's it. Those guys That's had what Kelsey does. incredible. And I mean, Travis Kelsey was also a tick faster. Uh, Tony Gonzalez is running under a four five. Mayor's a four seven. He I mean. is a four seven. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes it is just being in a position where they feed you the ball. And I do feel that this is going to be one of the teams. I do feel that Josh McDaniels is going to utilize Mayer to make him extremely valuable. If Mayer had been drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would not be saying, I like this guy top eight. Right, right. I would be saying, he's probably a nice top 16 tight end. Yeah. He's probably a high to middle of the pack, right. number two tight end, which is basically waiver wire fodder right gives a shit so landing spot was was huge for you here absolutely yeah. same here absolutely josh mcdaniels was Vinny, huge so for you're me. gonna call this guy a, a bust right here i i don't have him high on my tight end rookie board yeah. okay i prefer kincaid i prefer laporta that's just too. me I do yeah. too. okay i think he's going to fall short of the the expectations we have for him in vegas i know mm-hmm. the expectations high because there's no comp, and everyone just thinks he's the number two option behind Devontae Adams. I'm going to say he is not. All right. Well, after Mayer, the next tight end taken was Mr. Luke Musgrave, who did go ahead of a couple other guys to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I would like to say that he's probably going to suck um, because (laughs) well, tight ends don't have great tight ends. Robert Tunyon never really achieved anything great. Uh, they're going in with Jordan Love, who I'm not overly high on. I'm not sure what this offense is going to look like. They do not have Devontae Adams. They just lost Luke Musgrave. Vinny is showing a picture of him, and he's a, he's a pretty handsome fella. No. This guy is 6'6", 253. He runs a 4'6", 1. Speed score of 114, 94th percentile. Smashing Meyer so everywhere. You, so you like this guy? I, I'm not going to say I like him because Vinny. I am. I'm what not, he's saying I'm, is what athletically, I'm saying is athletically yeah. you're on Michael Myers, and you love Michael Myers. So does that mean a guy like this, who's ranked the number three tight end out of the whole rookie class, with 115 athleticism but score. But it, it doesn't matter. Like, those numbers don't translate don't unless you. you see it. Yeah, this one is about real landing spot. action. I, I right. would say, right. I'll, I'll say this. Had Luke Musgrave gone to Same the situation too. Las Vegas Raiders, I would be all over Luke Musgrave. And had Michael Meyer went to the Packers, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm not taking Michael Myers. So... The, that, the Lions and the Raiders were two big spots where yeah, for a, sure. a, a, a tight end could smash. Absolutely. And that I get what Mike's saying. That's all it was. Yeah. It was nothing about the player itself. He's a nice tight end. I love the landing spot. However, 
Green Bay has never used the tight end. Um, I'm trying. Lafour has never really focused on the tight end. Unfortunately, Musgrave's going to be a nice tight end. He'll probably finish as a high end number two. But I was going to say, and I think the situations are kind of similar. Like behind Devontae Adams, you kind of think it's Michael Myers. Over there in Green Bay, behind Christian Watson, we're looking for somebody. You can make the argument in similar situations with quarterbacks that we're not 100% sure about in their current system. I'm just saying this guy, his athleticism scores are off the chart, man. I mean, you can't deny them. You know, it just, what if he would have ended up in a different situation? Because I agree, Green Bay, when did they use a tight end? I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's... It's It's like when Greg Olson, uh, when they got, uh, when he went to Chicago. Like, what the hell did you do there? That's great. Greg Olson's an incredible college tight end you're not going to do anything with him mr mike martz and he didn't and they traded him to carolina and he blossomed there because he landed in a much better spot for him so this is where i have the tight ends graded mayor 5.0 like out of five you know out of five out of five mayor 5.0 kincaid 5.0 washington 4.5 Kraft 4.5 laporta 4.5 musgrave 2.0 this guy gets tackled Really easily. This guy just basically falls down anytime anybody makes contact. He also, with he him. also played for Oregon State. I'm here's why. Out. Here's why I'm not big on, on him, and I'm not trying to pile on. And we got to move because this is like a six-hour right, episode. Right. Yeah. But um, the next round, they went in and drafted another tight end in Green Bay. Right. They sure as shit did. So Tucker Craft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. You yeah. Can just look at where they spent their draft money. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a but, good point. I mean, so like the next pick, Luke. Schoonmaker was not like a highly touted top five. He in not one article that I read was Schoonmaker like, oh, you got to have this guy. However, he went to Dallas. Dak Prescott loves throwing to his tight end. Right. Dalton Schultz was just signed away. This guy is he, the opportunity is his. This is all Schoonmaker. Right. He could literally make a career for himself if he dedicates his time to his craft. And, and comes out of the gate strong. This guy's workout metric numbers are amazing, by the way. They are amazing, like across the board. No, I've got him ranked 2.5. 85th percentile in the 40-yard dash, 89th in the speed score, 89th in the burst, 94th in agility, bro. 94th Vinny, but in agility. Th- those things, those uh, matter. They don't they matter. matter. They, they matter, matter, but not in the scheme of a live football game. Well, like those things don't great, always translate he, into live football. He has probably the best situation out of For Meyer. Sure. I agree with that. Out of Musgrave, I he, agree with that. Shoemaker probably has the best situation. I like situations. Yeah, I, I, agree I with love that. the situation. Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate. I get what you're saying. Like you could read the workout metrics of every sure. fucking tight end and be like, right. these guys are athletes. Like, yeah. Third generation in my what are you doing over there, home slice? <laughs> Um, you can read the work. <laughs> that was it happened to you. That was bearded yeah. Mike. It bearded wasn't Mike. Me. That it was wasn't a me. that was a wielded move that oh, that yeah. the bearded Mike just took. He's trying to watch Pornhub right no. in the middle of John, our John's tight end right, talk. Though. Uh, we just can't take yeah, the metrics as Bible. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm but just pushing back the, the, on these the, rankings. The metrics do matter, but here's where I totally agree with Vinny and Mike. Um, landing spot matters. Right. And he has the landing spot with the workout metrics to have a great opportunity. Vinny, I'm with you. Mike, I get what you're saying because if we click on every single guy's workout metrics, it's going to be like, oh, wow, he's a fucking good athlete. No shit. He played college football. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good take. I mean, yeah, Yeah. it's true. Yeah, but Shoemaker with Dallas, man, 
he really does have a great opportunity. I'd like to imagine that he will finish as a top 12 tight end. Wow. Even in year one. I think he does finish somewhere in that in that 11 to 14 range. I was going to say 12 to 14 is where I'm at. You 11 said to tight 14. End, tight end one? Is a top 12. Uh, okay. It's so a 12 to French. Okay. French. I, I want to say something quickly because I know we got to go. George Kittle was drafted in what round? I would say fifth. Fourth? Fifth. I was going to say fourth, but... We would have sat here and been like, ah, George Kittle and landed in San Francisco. You want to know his workout metrics? All right. 40-yard dash, 96th. Speed score, 96th. Burst score, 90th. Agility, 99th. Catch radius, 95th. There you go. That's good. That, that, that's well, the exact opposite of what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that he makes, is an incredible athlete. Incredible athlete from the fifth round. You're correct. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying you're wrong. Right. I'm just... We're cherry picking stats. I wonder how many guys like that we've read their their workout metrics. Right. Be like, dude, there's like Ingram, six Noah Fant, tight ends. I think had that, great workout yeah. metrics. Anthony Richardson is going to be that guy. I mean, how many George guys? Kittle? Yeah. There will be tons of guys no. with great workout metrics who are now coaching yeah, high Davis. school football and stuff like that. Yeah, Vernon I mean, Davis. Yeah, you're going to have Davis. hits and misses. Yeah. Vernon Davis. God, Vernon I love Davis. this podcast, podcast man. You guys are spitting fire tonight. Here's what I know. You're going to be wrong, and so am I. That's what the beauty of this is, is we all think we're, we got something. But the reality is, until they get out in the field and they actually do something, you right. don't know. Right. The workout metrics for Noah Fan are exceptional, but he hasn't done anything yet. Right. Not a damn thing. He hasn't done a damn thing yet. Nah. Yeah. You know? He fell into a bad spot, too. So Yeah. Uh, just real quick, we got to end the episode. We're gonna skip. We weren't even gonna talk about this guy, but we're talking about workout metrics and freak athletes. Darnell Washington, freak yes. athlete. I okay? freaking love this you guy. You can love that guy all you want. He didn't land in a good spot. He landed Horrible. in, in that's Pittsburgh. Why I did, I told you and earlier. that's why we're not big on him. That's right. why I didn't like Fuck him. Fuck you. No, yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat Fryer, Pat motherfucker. Yeah, literally was talking about converting him to an offensive tackle. There yeah. literally was talk after they drafted him about talking to him because he's six seven and change, two hundred and seventy pounds. But so if he went to Detroit, we would all be like. Like, yeah. The opportunity is massive. massive. Yeah. If okay. he went to Dallas, we'd be like, oh, MVP. Look at this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Number one tight end yep. behind Pittsburgh. Kelsey. He's yeah. o- offensive lineman number six. <laughs> yep. That's real. He's going to end up with 18 catches in five years. Nope. Unfortunately, he's going to be nope. Mercedes Lewis. Nope. No, he's not. All right, All right well, well, we got to end the episode, but you're fucking yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my everyone, thank you for hanging through on that entire episode. I know uh, right now we're at two hours and 21 minutes. No, so wow. no we're not. That Ooh. was ridiculous, but it's pretty close. close. So we're going to be doing wide receivers and running backs, and everyone's going to have a shock collar on, and as soon as they talk for more than 12 seconds, we're going to oh. zap that fucker. Oh, I thought we were done for the night. No. All right, everybody. (laughs) We will talk to you again real soon. Later.